You're listening to the One Small Bite podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice, helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Right, welcome back, everybody. This is your host, David Orozco, with the One Small Bite podcast, episode number 20. This is a bonus Friday food hack episode. All right, I love these because this is the opportunity I get to bring to you some of that nutrition knowledge. And what I decided to do for today's episode is talk about the ever-looming coronavirus scare Well, the WHO has just announced that it is truly a worldwide pandemic. So what I wanted to do today for this episode is bring you at least some kind of um, information that will help you stave off or fight that infection, or better yet, help you keep you healthy so if you do get the infection, that will give your body a fighting chance. So I wanted to give you the eight tips that will help you fight the coronavirus. What I'd like to do is also let you know that these eight health tips will be available on my website at www.onesmallbite.net slash coronavirus checklist. So again, I've got these eight tips for you. They're pretty much what I think you might say, well, this is something my mother would have told me. So yeah, it's a lot of common sense here, but I'm going to throw in a little bit of science behind it just so you get some information. Okay, so what's first? Well, uh, the first one actually has nothing to do with nutrition. It actually is about sleep. Oftentimes, What I find is that a lot of people get sick because they go, 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 go. They're not slowing down. They're so busy. And in fact, nowadays, busy is the new Mercedes-Benz. It's the new status symbol, right? So adequate sleep is the number one on that checklist. So when it comes to your health, sleep plays an important role. Cytokines are a type of protein that targets infection and inflammation essentially creating an an immune response. These cytokines, these proteins are released by cells of the immune system and with adequate sleep, recovery happens even faster. Without sufficient sleep, your body makes fewer cytokines so you aren't sleeping, you're compromising your immune system. Therefore, your immune system is left susceptible more to colds and the flu. All right. Number two, keep on moving. Keep that body going. Moderate physical activity has been linked to a positive immune system response and can temporarily boost in the production of macrophages and cells that attack bacteria. During moderate exercise, immune cells circulate through the body more quickly, are much better able to kill bacteria and viruses, and research shows that exercise can reduce But intense exercise 
can actually reduce your immunity because you know what, folks? It adds a layer of stress. So keep that in mind. So what's the right amount? Oh, I don't know. Something that keeps your heart rate moderately up. I would say maybe 10, 15 minutes, a long, nice, brisk walk with your dog, or maybe some playtime with your kids or grandkids. Come on, guys. It's not a matter of hitting the gym for 90 to 120 minutes. This is simple movement throughout the day. All right, number two, lots of fluid. So here's my favorite, and that is teas. Instead of just focusing on water, which, by the way, is one of them, High amounts of tea, or not high amounts, but a good amount of tea most days has catechins. What are catechins? They are polyphenols or a phytonutrient that is rich in antioxidants, antibacterial properties, and it helps boost your immune system just as much as the water does. Keeps you hydrated. Another good way to get liquid is soup, especially broth-based soups. That can also bring in some needed electrolytes to help you fight off infection. So staying hydrated can eliminate those those toxins and other bacteria that may cause illnesses. Drink enough water, and you know what? You boost your immune system. So what's the right amount? Well, you know, research doesn't show that any right amount. I know what we've been hearing, 64 ounces a day, 8 ounces. That's been around for the longest time. But you know, if you're really active... You might actually need up to 80 ounces. I'll tell you what, a gallon of water or a gallon of fluid is probably not a good idea. And hey, here's a supplement to that. A supplement to getting more water is high water volume foods. In other words, fresh fruits and vegetables or foods that require a lot of water for cooking like, are you ready? Rice, oatmeal. So keep that in mind. Those are also important. We absorb 20% more water from the food that we eat than from the water we drink. Okay, number, wait, what am I? This is number four. All right, number four, red bell peppers and citruses. But red bell peppers are highest in vitamin C amongst most fresh fruits and vegetables. It's one of the best sources of beta carotene as well as rich in vitamin C. And we all know that vitamin C is a natural antioxidant. But if you pump up with vitamin C from supplements, you might actually create a problem. But sometimes that vitamin C can also come from the tried and true citruses like what? Oranges, grapefruit, kiwi, lemons, and limes. So keep that in mind. All right, number five. Number five, is that right? Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yep, number five, garlic. Garlic is rich in sulfur compounds, excuse me, that stimulate the immune system by boosting white blood cell activity. So, in addition to being used as a cholesterol-lowering agent, garlic is also known as an antibacterial, an antifungal, an antiviral agent. You do need to be a little careful, though, if you have digestive issues. If you listen to episode 18, you heard my guest Kate Scarlatta talk about how Sometimes these can contain a good amount of FODMAP. So use sparingly. Garlic does not have to be in everything. 
All right, my next one is ginger. Ginger is rich in antioxidants. It helps with inflammation and it has antiviral and antibacterial properties. And, you know, it's great for nausea. You guys have heard that. So great for your digestive system. Um, ginger's just great and anti-everything. So ginger's a great little uh, addition to your, your diet. And if you have it as ginger tea, now you're knocking out two birds with one stone, right? Okay, my number seven is salmon. Salmon or high omega-3 rich foods, especially oily or deep sea fish such as salmon are effective in reducing inflammation. Why? Because of the high omega-3 that is contained in the fish and omega-3s can help with lowering inflammation, which is a way of boosting your immune system. Just one less thing that the body has to deal with. It's a protein that the body can also use, and that protein helps build the or provide the amino acids that help build those immune cells like the macrophages, the cytokines, the T-cells, so on and so forth, that do fight infection. Other sources of high omega-3 food or fish would be, believe it or not, sardines. I know a lot of us probably don't eat sardines, but they are pretty yummy if you get used to them. Mackerel, tuna. Then there are the vegetable sources of omega-3, like flaxseed oil, nuts, seeds, um, or flax seeds, chia seeds. The one problem I have with the vegetable-based omega-3s is that they aren't really high in EPA, DHA, omega-3 fish oils. So just keep that in mind. But they are beneficial if you have them in addition with things or fish like salmon or tuna. And by the way, I am not talking about canned salmon or canned tuna. I am talking about the actual fish that you consume. Not that canned tuna or canned salmon is not the fish, but you're going to have higher omega-3s in the uh, actual fish than in the canned version. Uh, the cooking process does cook some of, some of it, or the canning process does take some of the omega-3 out of it, so you don't get as much omega-3 out of that as well. Okay, and number eight. Number eight is an interesting one. This is something that has been in the news lately, and that is honey. Honey has been widely accepted widely accepted as a food and medicine both in ancient and modern times. Now, research recently does show a broad spectrum of antiseptic and antimicrobial properties. So, honey is definitely beneficial to help boost your immune system. And here's a real great approach. You take some honey. You put it into a cup, you put some hot water, throw in some lemon or lime, and stir that up, and hey, isn't that what we get? Isn't that what we drink when we have a flu anyway? Look, by the way, all of these eight tips are not designed to prevent in, uh, an infection of coronavirus, but they are, like any cold or flu, they are going to help you boost or fight that infection. And what we need is something to fight that. So why don't we get a head start on this? Let's get moving and get that body in a good place so you can, if you de- do get infected, have a great fighting opportunity. Get that body healthy. 
Now, I'm going to give you a bonus. Are you guys ready? Here it is. Keep your mind healthy. In other words, manage that stress. If you manage that stress, you're going to have a greater opportunity to give your body that fighting chance. If you manage stress, it's one less thing that your body has to deal with. By the way, your immune system is also challenged by stress. If you're stressed, your immune system is stressed. It lowers your immune system ability to manage the problem. Managing the stress means, yes, getting more sleep. It means having more fun with your kids, relaxing more, taking a little time off, taking breaks. And I love this because if you're eating healthy, you're managing your stress, you're getting that sleep, you're keeping hydrated, man, this is just a recipe for a great living, not just how to fight coronavirus, but also a well-being life. Okay. So that's it for me. So remember, here are the top eight all over. And again, I will provide the link. Adequate sleep, movement, lots of fluid, red pepper and citruses, garlic, ginger, number seven, salmon, and honey. And the bonus, managing your stress. Again, this will all be available on my website. Just go to onesmallbite.net slash coronavirus checklist. Go there, get that, and you'll have that ready for you for these next few days as we deal with this pandemic, folks. Come on, we can do this. All right, and one last time. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in to my podcast. I really hope that this is going to help you get a little bit healthier and move that needle in the right direction. And by the way, hey dudes, go to the doctor. You get some sniffles, you got a cough, you're feeling a little bit winded, you can't really keep your breath, you got a fever, go to the doctor. Don't say, hey, I'll push this off. Hey, you know what? I've done that before. So again, I want to say thank you. Take the time to take care of yourself. I'm going to keep coming at you with some great episodes. And by the way, here's a teaser. My next food act is going to be on improving your testosterone. Guys, you got to listen in. I've got more to come, but the show is only as good as the comments I get back from you guys. I want to hear from you. So go to onesmallbite.net forward slash comments and let me know. Okay. Until next time, remember, chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Here we go.